fact. Good morning, George. What's going on at the House of Craze today? Buenos dias. Today, we're going to be talking about a few things. We're going to be talking DC. We're going to be talking about CB. And we're going to be talking about keeping your head down. An element OP. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Morning Brew with the Crazy Crew. We are coming to you live once again. Mm -hmm. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the channel. Hit the link uh, and share it out. Also, hit the like button and uh, hit the bell so that you know when we go live, which is usually on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Yeah, it was hard to get up. Easy, easy. I know sometimes it's difficult. Sunday morning. Sometimes it's difficult, my brother. Sometimes it's difficult. But yeah, no, man. It's I think we're but we we should be getting some rain here today later on. So it's gonna be a rainy Thursday and Friday here in New York, bro. It's gonna oh the temperature's getting ready to plummet here. Oh yeah, it's going down to the 20s in a few days. Oh, you're gonna be freezing. freezing. Yeah, I know. I gotta go and stock up on that comfort food, bro. A lot of soup. It's gonna be brick city over there. Uh, Holy cow, dude. It's a brick Uh, 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 house. (laughs) Don't know the rest of it, but you gotta slow down. (laughs) That's right. That's right. It's a brick. It's brick city. I wonder if that's I wonder if that's a term used outside of just New York. Bonjour. Look at this. Pause up. Well, actually. I want to say pause up early, but it's probably like what four o'clock over there right now. I know. Um, in the UK. Word. But you know, no, it's like probably one, two, three. Uh, but big shout out to Paul because he's a hustler, bro. ASAP Imagination. If you haven't checked yes. them out, check them out. Make sure you do so because he's got some cool stuff going on, especially for the holidays. He's got a lot of a lot of cool things for the holidays uh, going down for ASAP Imagination. Which brings me to what you are doing for the holidays, Sammy. You got a you got a you got a clip of that of that T-shirt that you got uh, and the hoodie that you got going on for Christmas. Uh, I'll Darius. be home for Christmas. 2 p.m. I knew it was Just I knew it was you wait end. and see. Yes, so Christmas. I mean, the the the, the Christmas is in the air. Get yourself the, the sneaky Santa duty hoodie. It's available now. And the hoodie is available in four colors. And But you can also get the T-shirt in like 12 different colors and sizes. So get the Christmas hoodie. What a great Christmas gift. And after Christmas. I mean, you could wear a Christmas sneaky Santa duty all year round. You're one of those people that doesn't take their lights down. You leave the lights on all year in, in, in around your house. Actually, this year what I never put anything on. Because of that. Because I get lip service every year because I will put it up right before Thanksgiving and I won't take it down to like March, right? And March? Why March? <laughs> you know, when I start feeling see spring start coming, then I'll take it down. Until then, if we're in winter, you, know, you gotta keep it up, man. But, you know, I stopped because of, uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. I stopped because, um, you know, I'm, my wife is always like, you need to take it down. You know, the, what are the neighbors going to think? I said, yo, the neighbor of the block, he had his soldiers, his toy soldiers on his lawn till the end of February. I said, you see, he's he doing it his way. Who sets these rules, bro? Chill, <laughs> like, I, I think I think after after Three Kings Day, the stuff should go down. In January, yeah. like January 6th, I think Christmas maybe January 9th. Dude, it was Ow. it was July and I was playing Christmas music in my car when I was driving yeah, you to work. Wild. You're crazy. <laughs> you, you, there's something wrong with you. It's so, yo, you know, it's when you feel <laughs> yo, it's when the spirit takes over. You nah. just gotta go with the flow, bro. You I, can't worry about what what it, it, Joey and, and, dude, and Abe are thinking. You gotta do your it, thing. It can't it can't be a hundred degrees outside and I'm singing Christmas carols. Because it, it doesn't feel right. You have to it has to be chilly. There has to be like a chill in the air. The trees have to oh, have turn on your AC. Leaves. Turn on your no, AC. No, <laughs> nah, bro. It's not the same. It's not the same. E- e- even the landscape's got to be different. It's got to be like you know the trees have to be you know completely bare and like oh, hell no. That that's to me that's that's Christmas. That's why like my family lives in California, 
And it's different out there, bro, because it, yeah. it doesn't get like that. I mean, where That's they are, they do lose leaves and stuff like that because they're in the northern part of California. But for the most part, you know, they don't have that Christmas <laughs> feel that the Northeast has. You know, it just doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, with all seven <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, seriously, you should put that, that as, as a stretch goal in your in your campaign. I know, Coming right? up, speaking of. What's happening January 3rd? What's happening? What's happening? Have you signed up for book number four? What? Who says indies can't do get past one? I got to four. So, yeah, book number four is right now on Kickstarter. The landing page is active. Go ahead and sign up. Good morning, Aurelis in the house. If you haven't signed up, I would love for you to sign up and get your copy of There's an Alien on My Toilet, book number four. Gotcha, which um, the proofs will be here by Monday, which is dope. Um, so that's you know, it's done, son. So, you, you know, again, you know how I do. You don't wait. You know, I try to get everything in advance so that way you're not waiting and you get your stuff on time. Um, and so I'm excited about that. And if you come back, and you make a pledge, uh, physical pledge, you're going to get this physical enamel pin of the iconic classic duty in the toilet. Um, that's a gift for me to you saying I appreciate you. Um, and uh, shout out to Aurelis and shout out to Kathy. True, true fans. Um, shout out to Vero and and, and her uh, kid. True fans of, of duty. Bella, yeah, and Bella. I mean, they're huge fans, and I, I truly appreciate and I just love to see those selfies and the, the the smiles. My daughter read it with the accent, and I was dying. Oh, oh her God. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Say it ain't so. That's awesome. That oh awesome. my God! That is crazy, crazy. Oh man! Yeah, I got that accent from uh, my mom's boyfriend. Um, uh, he, he had that strong Ricky Ricardo accent. That's what I grew up with. My grandfather, Damn. him, um, uh, one of my uncles. It's, that's all I heard when I grew up. And so I was able, you know, so it just became an extension when I did, when I created Herman. That's like, you know what? I'm bringing that to Herman. So it's uh, awesome. Interesting. Yeah. 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 No, so join us on January 3rd. It is yeah. the launch of issue number four on Kickstarter for the crowdfunding campaign that happens that day live so make sure you join us sign up to the uh to the campaign now the uh the link is in the show notes for book number four gotcha so that's already done it's yes. at the print is that the printer getting proofed and so you know you'll have it on time last yesterday bro we had a we had a very interesting conversation with the president of another crowdfunding uh platform yeah. mr david barash who was talking to us about crowdfunding yeah, and um, if you if you guys missed it, check it out. It's, it's in the uh, it's in the channel. The fantastic episode. I mean, we could have gone for hours. We could have done a Joe Rogan into the three hour episode with this guy. I mean, yeah. it, it was just fantastic. Yeah, no, really, really good insight on how the platform works. He took us behind the scenes and and showed us. You know, we we pulled up the uh, the platform itself, and he showed us where to go and what what each thing meant and 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 how they handle crowdfunding, which is a little different than what we are used to seeing especially from the from the behind the scenes stuff uh on, on kickstarter on indiegogo and things of that nature because they don't they don't take any of the money that we're making unless unless and we have a choice unless we allow them to right essentially um so yeah it's interesting you guys need to check that out especially if you if you're somebody who's thinking about doing a crowdfunding campaign and you're not sure which one to do kickstarter looks a little too intimidating indiegogo you don't understand crowdfunder seems to be a lot easier to kind of maneuver it's very transparent um so it's it's a, it's a good option it's a good option it's a good option but remember um um for the with everything anything that's new you have to put into work so you have to you have to Absolutely. bring the people to you because they're still in the infancy stage so um it's going to be your grassroots hustle that's going to make the difference on any campaign really um, uh, yeah. a platform, but with, yeah. with crowdfunder because it's six months, it's, it's a baby. It's six months old, mm -hmm. uh, young, uh, you really have to put into work. Yeah. No, we were, we were looking at that even when we got off yesterday and, and we were looking at, the, you know, how much Kickstarter actually helps you grow your, your, your pledges, right. Or, or the people that come in and they do it. I mean, it's significant because there are so many people signed up to that platform. So, yeah. 
obviously there's strength in numbers. So the more numbers they have, the easier it is for people to see your stuff. But you yeah. still have to hustle it, man. It doesn't mean when you're doing a Kickstarter campaign, and, and we talked about this also, it's it's 30 days of just hustle. You are hustling for 30 days. That's what you're doing. Um, so, and it doesn't change. It won't change if you do a crowdfunder. It's not going to change. It's still 30 days of hustle. The, the platform is not going to bring you the pledges. You have to bring the pledges to your campaign. So, but... What I do like about about the, the platform is that you don't have to sign up as a, as a person who's pledging to a campaign. You don't have to sign up to the platform. You don't have to put in all these information that other platforms ask you to do to sign up and become kind of like a, a member of that of that platform. Yeah. You simply just go in there. If you like it, you you pre-order it. It's almost like like shopping online. Yeah. So it's a lot simpler. You got to pay to play. Uh, yes, it's fantastic. And and finally, if you haven't done so already, check out my art channel, uh, The Art of Samuel. Right now, uh, every Sunday is a new episode, and every Wednesday is another art stream. Um, so uh, check that out. And I want to say thank you to the eight new subscribers to the channel yesterday. I truly, truly appreciate your support. So yeah, yeah. check it out if you haven't done so already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also go to uh, Get Your Meds uh, with a Z.com. Get Your Meds. That's my website. Check it out there. I uh, have different things in there. I have obviously my comics in there. I have my, my, uh, my hoodies. I'm gonna be posting up uh, where I'm gonna be, uh, kind of, you know, just in it. Whether it's an interview, whether it's a, it's a convention that I want to do. Which next year I do want to do some conventions. I'm trying to figure out, trying to figure that out. Still, I definitely want to do. Uh, there are a few that I definitely have in mind that I want to do. I want to do maybe at least three next year, at least three. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. They did. Uh, they're open up now. I'm actually on the waiting list for MegaCon, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, nice, nice. But yeah, so yeah, uh, interesting things happened on uh, the past um, um, few days. Um, I think the first one is we know we did a we did a topic on um, hustle, right? And why why it's important to um, that as a creator that you need to hustle. And so uh, C B um, uh, Sabowski, uh, Sabulski, um, editor in chief of Marvel Comics, went to S Singapore Comic Con. Singapore, that's pretty dope. And he held a panel, and there was two topics, you know, because we also did a topic on AI. So he, there was two topics that um, he discussed when he was uh, speaking to the audience in the uh, um, there. But he says his advice to comic creators: uh, you get out of comics what you put into it, right? So never lose your passion. But remember, when you choose to work in comics, your job does not stop once you finish your script or draw your page. The hustle needs to continue with writers and artists also serving as their own cheerleaders. PR people, social media managers, accountants, and more. Uh, Sabolsky replied when asked for advice for, to young creators, don't quit your day job until you are financially sound as a freelancer. Just because you get your first assignment and paycheck does not mean you have a career in comics yet. So it, it, I think it's fascinating. Um, so he must be getting a lot of that or seeing that he's been in the industry for such a long time. He's seen it. So, you know, sometimes what seems like common sense, like the obvious might not be obvious to others. Right. And I think, um, so I, I like that when it's coming from an industry, um, executive saying that not just the little guys, cause sometimes people are like, ah, oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Right. So it just adds, um, validity to our conversation. I just happened to just put in comic news this morning and the Hollywood reporter came up and I was like, Oh, Singapore comic con. I wonder what that's like. And then I saw the article. Yeah, yeah, it goes down to what we were talking about. When does it end, right? It doesn't. It never ends. It, 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 the, the hustle just continues. It just, just because you wrote a comic doesn't mean that you're done, you know? No, because now you got to hire that artist. And just because you hired the artist, it's not done. Now he has to draw the book and you have to make sure that it's it's correct. And even just because he drew it doesn't mean that now what, what's next? You have to print it, right? Or find a publisher. Mm -hmm. So that starts. And when you find the publisher, it doesn't mean that you're done because now you got to make sure that stores know that this publisher is is backing you and, and if it gets into into previews you still have to hustle that because you got to call the store so let them know the book is in the preview so it never ends dude it never ends and you shouldn't you know you shouldn't take it like oh okay i i'm done i'm done doing my job here no and he i think he said there was there was something in there also that you said you got to be your pr you got to be your, your this you got to be your that because you do you do it, 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 once you get into this field or and i think for the most part man in, in like any any industry right you look look at it in any industry just because you're in the in the door doesn't mean that you're you're done. Like, if you want if you want to succeed, you have to continue to hustle, and so that's something that you have to. And you're right; it may it may sound like common. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, well, you know, once you get into the business, you you, you lose sight of that sometimes. 
I learned that you only have one job. Yeah, I learned it early on because I was in music before, and and when uh, even though I, I, when I was eighteen, I was signed to a label. I knew that you know, and I had a manager. We used to hit the streets and go to all the um, you know we would secure bookings at clubs, but we would go out and hand out flyers, right? We were in the streets, you know, dropping off yeah. our records. You know, because you got because you got to get those people in the club, yeah. right? Just yeah. because you secured that gig at the club. You want that club to say, yo, we got to have you back because we made yeah. bad money when you were here. Yeah. So how do you do that? You go to the streets and you say, hey, come to this club because that's what we're going to be. It's like yeah. when we go into a convention, right? Just because we get into a convention, we have to do more work as far as getting people to go see us at the convention. Yes. You know what I mean? We got to make that. And that's the only way that, that you know, New York Comic Con and these other conventions are going to take us seriously is if we are a draw. If they see people coming in the door with maybe a T-shirt that says your logo on it, they're like, who the hell is that? Oh, we have them at, at the convention. Oh, these people are coming to see them. Hmm, interesting. Maybe we should give them a table next year also since they're getting all these people through the door. So yeah. it's important that we we treat it that way. And that's good. That's a good example right there. You know, yeah. as, a, as an artist, right? You have to kind of do that. Yeah. So then, I mean, there was another um, topic he covered. And I think that this goes back to um, a lot of conversations we had about artists and AI and all that other stuff. He says, um, uh, hold on, where is it? Here it is. Okay. I think we'll be seeing more up and coming artists from Asia looking um, to focus on interior art and sequential storytelling rather than just cover assignments. I mean, when you go to um, a lot of these platforms, whether it's DeviantArt or whatever it is, um, people are always looking um, for cover jobs. They just want pinups or covers, right? Um, so he, look, he sees the transition going towards more interiors and sequentials. Um, he also anticipates art styles moving away from video game style look looking styles and anime inspired forms and more towards hand drawn personal and culturally influenced line work, which is less reliant on computer rendering, which is fascinating because there's this big movement. I mean, I mean, I, I, like a month ago, you know, I talked about why you need to, you know, um, document, verify that you actually did produce the stuff. And now there's everywhere you look, everyone is like, there's this uproar right now on AI. And I think that's, I think for those people, uh, good morning. Morning, Kenny George. What up, hey. Kenny? And uh, every day I'm hitting the pavement. So yeah, there you go. That's it. And um, I think, um, I think what I like about the, the, the uproar about AI is going to force artists to really take a hard look at their work and really say, I really need to work. I've been avoiding drawing architecture, you know, and I've been, or I've been avoiding drawing animals. Uh, I've been avoiding drawing this, you know, my perspective is off, but you know what? I, I overcompensate by just drawing dynamic poses, you know, to, you know, fill up the panels um, and less backgrounds. It's going to force you to really step up your game because of that fear of AI. I think it, 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 it did a good thing for traditional artists to really, really hone their craft. Because I think sometimes we were talking about it offline. Sometimes you think you, you don't need to learn anything or, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you're stubborn. I mean, I took a hard look at my earlier work from, you know, the early, and I looked at my, I have all my original storyboards. And I was like, damn, Sam, what were you thinking? Right. And I forced myself to really hone my craft. And I said, no, I got to get better at this. I force myself every day. I pick a topic that I I don't like drawing. And I said, I gotta, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to draw it as many, from different angles and whatever it is, because I want to get better. I want it to be natural, organic. So I think AI, I think it's a it's a it's a curse and a blessing. And I think the blessing is going to force you to really step up your game. And, you know, and and that that, that curse is going to, you know, the, the lazy ones are going to capitalize on that. Um, uh, or the people who are not artists who are just, you know, you know, who uh who always wanted to be artists but are not artists they can just code and write in whatever they want um you know that's where the curse comes in and they'll probably capitalize on a different arena but i thought it was a, a really good um comment he made it's a i think i think ai we we have to treat it as a, as a as a tool you know it's it's not it's not the rule it's not the end all be all i think it's still just a tool i think that and, and i'm hoping that it doesn't become a thing where like you're saying you know hopefully the artist, you know, say, you know what, nah, I got to get better. Hopefully it's not a thing of like, if I can't beat them, I, I must join them. I hope it's not that. It's not that. You know, yeah. I mean? It's not that people just give up on it and say, you know what, we can't beat AI. Let's just let's just embrace it. And it is what it is. Yeah. Hopefully that does not happen. I, I do. I, I will say like to any young artist out there, and I think it's very important that you are a well-rounded um, artist. And what I, when, when I, what I mean when I say that is that you understand how to use the tools that the pencil 
and the pen and actually still sketch out and understand painting and understand colors and understand that stuff before you even enter the digital world, which is where a lot of kids grow into, right? They, they grow, they, they, they are born into this. But I think that to be a great artist, you have to know all of it. You have to know the fundamentals. You have to know everything there is to know about art. Yep. And if you can do it with your hands, you're going to be that much better of an artist digitally if you can actually do it with your hands. Yep. So practice it. Do it. My, my nephew is, is, is an artist. He's, he's an up-and-coming artist. He's doing his thing. And he still sketches out. And I, and I told him, and I said, yo, dude, learn that stuff. Like, learn how to use charcoal. Learn how to use, you know, acrylics. Learn how to use all that stuff so that you are a well-rounded artist. So that when people are talking to you about certain things, you know what you're talking about. You're, yep. you're, not, just, you're not just living in this digital world and all you know is digital. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They can't help it because that's where they're born into. Kids can't help it. I understand that. But you can also, if you are serious about art, I think you need to go in there and just go back to the basics and learn how to use a pencil and how to draw with a pencil and how to do all those things so that you just become a better artist that way. You know, I, I just think yeah. it'll make you a better artist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, question. Have you guys had new artist accounts appearing and contacting you on things like Instagram that are clearly AI? I've had six this week. I, I get a lot of, um, I get a lot of marketing accounts trying to sell me on growing my platforms um and then they chase me and the same guys are following me everywhere uh they find me on linkedin they find me on facebook they find me on Instagram. but i haven't had that yet but i get a lot of marketing you know i can help grow your channel i can help grow you this i've gotten i've gotten like girl female artists who are like gorgeous like gorgeous gorgeous girls who also have like art in their in, in, on their page yeah. and and I, and I exactly exactly i, I there's, there's just so many things. There's so many bots out there. You know what I'm saying? On Twitter, that, I got, that, I got are, that, that. Trying, that are trying to get you to do things. So I haven't gotten the new artist thing yet, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's coming. I mean, AI is a big thing now, and it's, it's, it's really becoming a huge, a huge part of, 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 of our world, our artistic world. Yeah, so we're probably going to be see a lot more of that. All I see is Arnold Schwarzenegger coming through the door. Says, "Come with me if you want to live." <laughs> That's it, baby. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Skynet, Skynet is coming, baby. It's over. I mean, yo, I mean, the movies have been foretelling for what's coming. It was just, it was just, it's just the way the system has worked to program you to accept it when it happens. I, you know, sometimes I wonder if those movies inspired what's happening now. Nah. Not that they, not that they <laughs> saw it coming, but that people were like, hmm, that looks kind of cool. Maybe we should try to do that. You know, like what came first, the chicken or the egg kind of thing? I don't know. When, 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 when they had that, flip phone on, on on star trek or whatever and it's like oh that's fantastic and and then when we found when we, i remember when we had the first mobile phones that were like the like a refrigerator you're walking around yeah. with <laughs> it's like that's what, that's what i mean maybe somebody was like wait a minute though that's a phone kind of cool maybe we can do something like that you remember those damn mobile phones that were like this big and you had like some battery pack hooked up to it it's like I, I i never had one but yes i do i remember the, i remember the, i remember the zach morris phones big ass phones that zach morris on saved yeah. by the bell used to carry around i remember those things the beepers the beepers, beepers and the pagers bro. well when you had when you had a beeper or pager bro you were like the man yeah, yeah the only people who had it were dealers and, and doctors work and, and you, you had it in people thought you were Word, because you needed quarters, bro. Like you yeah. needed to constantly be calling people back. Remember pay phones? That, oh, that pay phones. Oh. Yo, I gotta call this number. I don't know who it is. Somebody just paged me. Let me go check who it is. And there yeah. was no call waiting. So if they were on the phone, it was boop. Talk boop, about the Rona boop. with pay phones. Yeah. <laughs> the Rona. Oh, imagine oh, oh, Yo, like, people would be like this with the, oh, the thing in their mouth. Oh my. God, the cheek dude. is green. <laughs> Yo, we were unhealthy, man. We didn't even thought about that. Just using them old pay phones, just pick them up and put them to your face like this. Uh, that's wow, hard. that is some stuff, bro. People I, like pay phones. They were pay phones. That's <laughs> a pay phone. Yeah, it's one of these things that used to be out in the street. Uh, you know, somebody used to walk in there. It's amazing how they just vanished. They just vanished, bro. There's there's none. I, I don't think I don't think I've seen any in the city. You Remember, have to go, you have to go to the hood to see broken ones. Yeah, right. Word. Yeah. You remember the big payphones with the actual, like, the ones the that court. Superman used to get into, right? Yes. Oh, speaking of Superman, Sam. Oh, man, I'm pissed. Dude, Dude. what happened? That's, that's, that's beef. 
that's that's fighting words, bro. Oh my god! He right, took so, off his chancletas and went huacata. <laughs> yeah, people. I'm sure people already know because this is all yes. over the place, and the people who are watching this channel probably follow these news, this news anyway. But we're gonna yeah. talk about it today. Henry Cavill not coming back as Superman. Mike has no idea what a waterbed. Wow, oh, waterbeds. Yo, waterbeds, but not for nothing. Waterbeds were a little uncomfortable. Waterbeds, be waterbeds were were fun when you were a kid. When you were hey, a kid, my uncle had a waterbed. My uncle had in his his he had the attic in my grandma's house, and um, that was his love shack. And he had he had these strobe lights, and he had these. But even for that, it's uncomfortable. He bro. had the lava lamps. <laughs> I remember lava lamps, <laughs> yo. But that's what I'm saying. Like it, it just it was just too much going. Like, you're like you're like you're like okay. I all, all right. <laughs> let me let me let me get my bearings here. Like it was just it was just uncomfortable. We used to, to sleep in when he. When he went to work, he'd sneak in to just ride the waves. <laughs> oh my goodness. Gracious. What's up, Kyle? Yo, que paso? Uh, he yeah, said, so, yeah, yo, but the heavy cavalry got dropped from Superman. What the bloody hell? He gave up the Witcher. They told him, You're done. You know, we got you. Go ahead and announce it. You know, all that. Yo, and then they, they he, he goes into a meeting and they drop the. Damn. Dude, you know, you know, the only thing, and I, I look at DC, and DC reminds me of like independent, independent, independent comics from like the early two thousands, right? Where like they would come out, they they would hype you up because everything looked great, but they were never really gonna follow through. It's like I went to see, I went to see um uh, Black Adam, and at the <laughs> end, and at the end of Black Adam, right, the last scene, the, the scene that everybody was talking about was Henry Cavill coming back as Superman. And it's a dope scene, bro. He comes back. My man's got the curl, which I missed. I was like, oh, he's back with the curl. And it's him. And it's saying, oh, they, and they made it seem like he was coming back. And now we find out that he had a meeting with James Gunn and the other dude. And they were like, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, move forward with your Superman. Maybe we can do something in the future. But your Superman is basically dead. And he, you know, I was like, what? When we read that yesterday, you know, we somebody had posted this whole response. And I was like, maybe it's not real. But then James Gunn had, you know, the, the James Gunn account had, you know, said it, it was. I think there was some some Variety magazine or whatever. Yeah, said it was on. Guardian, the reporter. Uh, all these people were reporting that it was. And so he's out, bro. He's out. And the crazy thing is, I wasn't the biggest Henry Cavill as Superman fan. Um, support indie, support creators. Yes, please share it on the stream. And on your yes. socials, I appreciate you, man. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't really heavy cow. I thought he was a little, little pudgy, like not pudgy. I thought he was like a little stubby, like. No, know, that scene that he did in Mission Impossible went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I wasn't, so I wasn't. But now that he's gone, bro, I'm like, that's messed up, dude. Like I was oh. just, I was just, I was just kind of like, all right, all right, this is gonna be sick, man. Let's do this. And now he's gone, bro. But you're right. The fact that he left The Witcher, but The Witcher he left, he left The Witcher because they weren't really like the the, the creators or or the showrunners or whatever. No, really no. Doing it justice. when when he no, but he also said what happened was he said their timeline didn't work with his. He says, "Hey, can we move it a little because I'm getting ready to film Superman to do this thing?" And they said, "No, we're moving forward with the timeline as is." So he's so he had to bounce because he had the big paycheck. Right, so I know there must be, there has to be a clause, and he had to have gotten paid because the fact that he lost, out, he's losing out on two paychecks after he had a signed deal. But I, I, you don't think that they would take him back? No, they started filming that already. <laughs> he said, "He said, I think he died, bro. I think we sent this dead dog." <laughs> well, I think they started filming that already. Oh, did they with with, uh, with whoever with uh, Chris Hemsworth's yeah. brother? Yeah, so uh, I think you know, I think if he had good management, there must have been a clause because look, it, it, everybody knows that there was a big shakeup coming up in Warner Brothers. So if I'm negotiating, if you wanted Heavy Cavill, I'm negotiating with you his, a contract as his manager. I'm like, well, look, I know there's a shakeup, but you know, we want a clause. If you back out, he still gets paid. I don't care whatever it is, he's still got to get paid because he's taking a loss. So I'm hoping that happened. I hope his management team was smart enough to just be like, nah, you're not going to do this to this guy. That's two big paychecks that boom, yeah. gone. See, I, 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 from what I, I didn't know that he, that he, they were willing to work with him. It's because that Edie's Chacon, bro. Edie Chacon, oh, you remember? Edie's was, was, was hot, bro. Edie's was hot. For, the, for you youngins, 
Yes. Google Edith Chacon back in the yes. day, bro. La yes. Bebe de América. That's what she was used to be called. Um, yes. But uh, but I, I, I yeah I I, know, I didn't I didn't I never read that he had you know there was there was like a choice he had to they had to make a choice. I always from what I I understood is he knew a lot about the Witcher story, yeah. and the showrunners wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do with the story because he was so so passionate about the project and they were like nah we're gonna do it our way and he was like dude that's the wrong way to do it fine i'm out i'm gonna go do superman i right. thought that that's that's how it went down so um did my man's throwing out some blob, old names. Bro, the blob the blob <laughs> so yeah so it, it, it sucks bro now i wonder what they're gonna do with superman i wonder they, 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 they say they're, they're, they're going, going younger right they're going younger the earlier days when he was clark kent at the, the reporter um at the bugle whatever it was um like they tried that already bro that's what I'm saying. They don't know what they want to do. And and, and here's the thing. Now James Williams is going to write it, direct it, all of it. You're the you're the chief. You're the your coach. Yeah, right. Be in your right. seat, man. There's so That's many it. creators out That's there, it. bro. That's it. That's your it. You're making this Wonder Woman woman back out. You're making everybody yeah. back out. It's like you can't be you can't be the the, the end all be all. That's no. the beginning no. of the demise. You need yeah. to go out there and He's find gonna... the best talent and let yeah. them do their job. Yeah, he's gonna burn himself out. He's got a yeah. Peter Feige that he's got a he's got a he's got a Feige that to kept Peter Kevin Feige that thing, man. He's got to yeah. just all right, put the pieces in place and let it do what they do, and then That's and it. then move from there. He's over a here trying to write, create, approve exactly. the screenplays, exactly. sign off from the creative team, exactly. and then stand back and keep yeah. your mouth and then run the company. But let these guys do what they. Do. That's what the, the the problem with the industry is. You want the creators, but then you once you get them. You want them shackled. It's like let them do what they do best. That's what brought you to the table. And, and get people and get people who know what they're doing, dude. Don't don't yeah. get people for whatever reason, just just reasons like, oh yeah, uh, you know, Nepotism. I think this person like you got you, they have to be good at what they're doing. Yeah. They have to be they've got to know what they're doing and, and, and hire them that way and then trust them, you know. Yeah. You know, but uh, but we'll see. I mean, DC just every single time you hear about this, you can't get it right. Something going on, dude. It's like it, it's like the, it's like an internal beef with the family, right? Right. It's yeah. like the family can't get to the table yeah. and just you know. It's like you, the mom's like, "Look, we're gonna have Thanksgiving." The brother's like, "I don't want to sit next to Tony." Right. Oh, so there's, a, so there's beef for Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah. and then yeah. you know, and you can't even take a family picture without somebody being yoked. <laughs> it's like, yo, come on, Word. Come yo, on. for real, man. At very least understand yeah they don't yeah. they 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 don't they don't they they want to it's just it's crazy it's crazy. It's and you know what a lot of that stuff is 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 happening over at marvel as well like marvel is starting and hopefully they they, they change that up and they and they yep. go back to what they were 10 years ago when they were setting up their universe um but we'll see what happens with dc bro i want to see what this flash movie looks like you know um and I guess I guess after Aquaman two, I think that Momoa is out as that. I think they, they want to bring him in as I heard something about him being Lobo because that's what like what he'd be a great Lobo. He would be a a great Lobo. He is Lobo, bro. Yeah, yeah, word word. I can see him as that. So there's talks about that. So he may stop being Aquaman and be this. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with DC. Every every time to, every yeah. time something comes out, man. Marvel needs to bring back Fantastic Four. Well, yeah, I think that. Well, that's that's what they're doing. That's apparently that's they screwed coming. up when they went that young route. Because I think that that original cast had another one, two movies in them. Well, just... yeah, Chris Evans was the torch. Yes, before he was before he, he was Captain America. America, he was the torch. So that and he was good as the torch, bro. Yes, he was he a was. really good torch. Um, if yeah. all these flicks get canceled, what relevance will the Flash flick have? One, exactly. I think at that point they're just bringing it out because I don't know. I guess they they it's done. But you know what? They canceled freaking what? What was it? Batgirl or whatever. So I DC, you know what? You know would be dope, and and I, and I, it'll never happen. But you know it would be dope. I mean, you would need a really good director like James Cameron or whatever to do a Punisher Deadpool crossover. That would be fly, right? No, you're right. I I just you know what it is. It's as fans we love it, but you know there's that there's that there's all that black tape, right? Or, or red tape, I should say. Yeah, because well, they, they, they never get the Punisher right. Well, it's the license. No, no, the 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 the, uh, the series that oh, they had on Netflix was dope. You, you ever yeah, the that? series. I'm saying the movies. That series. The was series dope. was dope. Oh, like, yeah, he, no, no. yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I I think that they, it's all licensing, right? Who has the license for this? Who has the license for that? We can't do this. Yeah. We can't do that. I'm looking forward to the Deadpool movie because it looks like they're going to be doing a lot of things in Deadpool. Oh, they got Wolverine so, back. 
Well, they got Wolverine, but they're also talking about bringing in other other folks. You know, what he I'm said he said he's not doing his own stunts in this one. He says he's, not, he's getting too old for the stunts. <laughs> he's getting jacked up though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's getting yeah. jacked up. He's, he's getting jacked working up. out with the Rock, which which I wish I wish I wish the Nam the Namor artist would have gotten jacked up for Namor, bro. Should have hit the gym a couple of you know what I'm saying like. <laughs> I don't know. I was supposed to be creeped, bro. You can't, you can't, you can't pass them <laughs> up, bro. That was just jelly in the belly, baby. Yeah, man. I, I, I wanted that to be Jack, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I wonder what. I mean, again, the, uh, I, the, DC's had problems for years, and um, and they could never get it right for years. I think DC, um, Marvel just had the secret sauce with the cartoons. Back in the days, no DC uh, had well, I, I guess X Men, Spider Man. Um, I just lost George again, he's getting a phone call. Oh, there he is. Um, let me no can hear you. <laughs> I no can hear you. <laughs> What's up? What's this? Just bring back Keaton as old Wayne and give me Batman Beyond. Yeah, right? I know, I know that would be dope. Um, what's up? Um, yeah, so yeah, until Joe figures out his technical issues, that's why he needs a second phone. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I stopped picking up DC a long time ago. Let me get rid of this guy, block user. All right, and let's see, there he goes. <laughs> Hello, yeah, uh, you left. I started getting this, uh, let me block this user again. Block damn, kid, we get we get spam, yeah. All right, so what we said, cartoons, Marvel. Yeah, Marvel cartoons, 90s. So wrong. DC has the magic with animation. I agree. That's what I was going to say. I, I think yeah. DC had the animation. No, no, that's, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So I'm talking about the early days with the animation. <laughs> it was the, the, the X-Man, the Spider-Man. Um, but DC, the Batman animated series on HBO Max, they're fantastic. I've seen almost all of them, right? Um, I don't know why they just can't figure out the magic behind that and just... Reimagine it in live action. You know they always they always have a problem with that stuff. And the the craziest thing, and I've always I've always been like appalled by this. Like they have the most iconic characters. Yeah. They have Superman. They have Batman. They have Wonder Woman. Like these are iconic characters that we all grew up watching, right? We don't need, and that's the thing. We don't need um, origin stories on these characters. If you don't know the origin of Batman, Superman, by now, dude, you you, you don't. What are you doing? So just start, start just telling stories about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know what it is. Now they're saying the Batman is not part of the DCU. It's something different. Um, means what you think it means. Maybe just because I'm 53 and you're far away from. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, so I'm talking about uh, 80s um, 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 cartoons. I'm talking about the 70s cartoons. The, the only thing um, that they had the original Superman cartoon back in the days. I enjoyed nah, nah, dude. DC DC has killed it in animation. DC. If you watch a lot of their anime, I'm not talking about the network. So you're talking about the, the Super Friends. Cartoons. Super Friends were good. No, no, I'm not even talking about. I'm talking about like their movies, like their. Yeah, movie that's what, no, no, that's that, that's what I'm saying. That's where they nailed the, it. But they, their movie animation. Somehow yeah. they can't somehow figure out the the formula, and I think the reason why is the pe the division that does the uh, animation. Uh, they probably have the creative freedom to do what they need to do. Where it comes to the live action movie. There's so much red tape because the the budget's such so much bigger. There's so much red tape, and nobody wants to have their name signed on a failure that they all have input, and they they really are contributing to its failure. And I think they don't realize that. When when they were trying to bring back Superman, uh, homie was forty already, so he didn't he, he didn't get it. <laughs> so when, when he was when he was um when they were bringing back Superman, and this was way before um way before the the, the Man of Steel. They should have just, they already had a, a nice fan base with Smallville, right? They had a nice fan base with Smallville. Uh, when, what was the guy's name that was there? Tom. Tom Wellington, was it? Yes. Uh, he was Superman, right? He, he was, was Clark Kent, right? He was Clark Kent. We, yeah. we had this whole, like, almost 13-year run of him being Clark Kent in Smallville, right? Why? The movie was coming out. The, I think the, the easiest thing to do was to bring him and make him Superman. Yes. Put him in the Superman movie. Now you're Superman. You were Clark Kent for all these years. Now you're Superman. And I think the fan base would have came right along. They would have gone right into the theaters. Instead, they wanted to go the Christopher Reeve route, and they wanted to 
get an unknown and be Superman and create the and, and recreate the magic of Christopher Reeve on screen, right? Yeah. Couldn't do it. And 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 Ralph was good. Welling, that's what it is. Tom Welling, thank you. You said um, Wellington. <laughs> I said Wellington. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they start making a hundred million dollar animated movies, watch that quality suffer. It, it's it's true. It, it does suffer. Um, but I think that if they would have just done that, that would have been great. That would have been yeah. great. Instead, they want to cast this. And and Ralph was okay. Ralph was okay. And it, it had all the feels. You know, they had the the music was in. It looked like you know that it had that same appeal. It just didn't work, right? So now you know, the problem is the, the problem is um, they're benching everything against Christopher Reeve, um, yeah. Superman again because James Gunn's yeah. script starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it, it because they're benching everything with Christopher Reeve, so they panic, right? But they had the magic formula with 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 Smallville. I mean, everybody. Yes. It, so Small Hill. That's what I'm saying. Had all the right ingredients from that, like Luther, bro. Yeah, you had the emotion, you had the character appeal, you had the plot lines, you had the love interest, you had all that stuff in there that would just, with the with the bigger budget on the screen, Tom Welling would have been a megastar. They had that kid's career in their hands. They had a great formula transition. It would have been, imagine announcing that with Tom Welling at a, a San Diego Comic-Con or New York Comic-Con, the people would have gone ecstatic, but they, 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 they're they so arrogant that they can't see what's right in front of them. Now, for those watching, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think there was something about Tom didn't want to wear the suit or something like that, or it, it, there was something about him not wanting to do that. So I don't know. To me, you know, give him money, bro. Like, here, look, listen, put this suit on for a movie. We'll pay you this. You know, watch him change his mind. I, I just I just think that they dropped the ball there. Um, Batman, they can they they constantly try to try to you know go darker and darker and darker and darker and darker with Batman to the point where like the last Batman movie I know people loved it. I, I felt it was like a ripoff of Seven. Like you know if you ever watched the movie Seven, it was just that with Batman in it. And so they say he wasn't. The 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 the, the Warner Brothers said he wasn't big enough to translate stupid, into stupid, dumb, yes. dumb, yeah. dumb, incorrect. Incorrect. Smallville has such a huge following, bro. Such a huge following. That yeah. See, okay, that's what I thought. Well, yeah. Tom didn't want to wear the costume. Okay, uh, he appeared on. Did he wear the suit? Really? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. See, I, I that I thought that they they, no. They said they, they no. The articles say that they didn't cast him to avoid the confusion. They didn't want to confuse the audience. See, this, these, are, these are all these conflicting reports. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's DC. Conflicting reports all over the place. You know what that's I mean? What like, saying. nobody Propaganda. knows. I mean, look, doesn't look, know what they, look at what they said about Wonder Woman, right? Um, you know, they made it seem like she didn't want to do it. She says, no, I'm willing to, I'm willing to compromise. Um, but James Gunn, whatever, he wants to go a different direction. Um, and so instead of saying the truth, she put out a statement saying, no. I was willing to compromise. Um, they just had a different direction. Who's that? The actress? No, the director. Oh, the director of Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because because they said that they they didn't like where she was going, so they kind of like said, "Now nah, we're not." Yeah, but in that. the beginning, they said that she bailed out. Yeah, I, as I'm saying, conflicting reports, right, all over the place. They're, they're, yeah. they're, everybody's it's like, oh, no, and, that's, and that's how you avoid the backlash by creating, you know, it's what it. <laughs> News, right? You know, you got fake news, and what happens? People don't know what to believe, and they just move on to something else. Yeah, Paul, I'm telling you, man, seven is 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 bat is. I mean, the Batman is seven with Batman in it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's, it's, oh yeah, that one was just. Yeah, I was, was waiting it. for Batman to say, "What's in the box?" What's I never, in the box? I never rec. I when I watched it, I didn't understand. I said, "This is not a Batman movie." I didn't understand <laughs> it. I was like, "This is what is because this?" That's, but that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like they, they. To me, DC for the last few years has just been trying to compete with marvel right yeah. so when marvel had the avengers and marvel did a great job with the avengers because they sent us up for it iron man thor captain america they they brought them in in the single movies and then they brought us into this avengers uh, team up right. uh what's it called i feel like what happened with dc they saw that and they were like oh shoot we got to get the justice league out there how do we do it okay batman versus superman we do that one first and then we just put in the justice league let's do it fast and there was no build-up right so it fall so it fell apart it fell completely apart because all they did was try to compete with Marvel. And at that point, you couldn't. They were too far ahead to compete. They should have just rode the wave. Eventually, Marvel is going to do what Marvel's doing now, die down a little bit. And this is when DC could have just, boom, hit them yeah. and, and, and been bigger. And, and it would have been their turn. Well, but that Marvel had the formula, that. I mean, again, because of Disney, right? They had the formula. 
you know, we're going to go and, and, and brand build with all these individual characters. And then when we bring those characters together, all those individual fans, the collective are going to come along with it. And it's going to be even bigger. Right. They, they understand it. You know? Of course, of course. And DC was just trying to copy. They were trying to copy. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and then they, and, they, and they were just trying to copy. But you know what? But the competing thing brings me to our topic because we're getting late in the thing. Yeah. And the topic that you had on Monday on the Crazy 10 or Less was keeping your head down, right? Yeah. We will make money. Let's do what they're doing. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what they were doing. That's exactly what it was. It was it was a copycat thing. It was we're competing against them. They weren't keeping their head down and doing what they had to do. They were looking up and around and seeing what else was going on. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about that topic, Sam. You were yeah, I think, about that. I think it's one of the things that um, um, you know, it's the distraction is what um, eliminates the authenticity of the creative process, right? Because when you're constantly worried about what the next man is doing, the the magic of what you were doing with your your brand or your 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 creative process starts getting watered down because you're like, oh, they're doing this, I got to do that. They're doing this, I got to do. Oh, I got to compete with that. I got to compete with that. Rather than worry about what the next man's doing, you need to be focusing on you mm-hmm. and your craft, your journey as you grow as a creative. And the world building that you're investing in in that time, you know, when you look up, it should only be to see how close your your, your goal is to your dream. All right, because it starts with the dream. You know, I want to be able to do this. Now the goal becomes the how. How am I going to do this? Right. And then the what is the process is the work you're putting into it. And when you're down and you're focused and you're laser focused on that, when you're done, and you're ready for that next stage, which should be the marketing stage. You shouldn't be worried about that until you're done. You have the product. Then when you come up and like, oh, wow, I have the finished product. Oh, wow. Now I have to go out there and figure out who my target audience is and figure out how to reach them. Right. So you're not longer. You're not. You're not. What is it? Uh, consumed with all of the noise out there and wondering, can I compete with that guy? Can I compete with that guy? Can I measure? Oh, I'm doing it. I'm on. I'm going this route, but everybody's going that route. Maybe I should have done that. You know what I mean? And then you start doubting yourself. And that doubt is why so many body bags are in the indie comic community, because you're trying to do something that you really not want. You weren't set out to do because everybody else is doing it. Instead, you should be focusing on you. And I think keep your head down, focus on your, your journey, focusing on, on you getting better and focus on the world building. And then when it's ready, look up, connect the dots. How close am I? Now what's the next step? And then work on that. Well, I think and I think that that's that's why talking about Marvel versus DC in, in, in the in the in the in the uh, in, in, in movies is a good example of that, because it's, it's almost like we're taught what we're talking about. Obviously, DC was trying to compete with Marvel, right? And they weren't just focusing on what they were doing. They were looking at what Marvel was doing. And so what happens is what happens to DC right now. They're a mess. They don't know what they're doing. There's no there's no structure. There's no, you know what I mean? They just, they're flying by the seat of their pants. And that's what happens. To, and it happens to us, obviously, as indie creators. If, we, if we're constantly looking to see what everybody else is doing, we a we don't focus on what we're doing. We don't finish our projects, and even when we finish our projects, they're half-assed because we were too busy trying to imitate whatever this other guy was doing. And, and you so- have a great example with DC and arrogance, right? So for some reason, they thought because The Rock is a megastar that they're going to compete with Wakanda forever, right? And that was just a dumb move on their part to release it a week before. You know the Black Panther um, uh, sequel. That was just stupid on their part. Somebody in the seat just said, "No, that is a a, a, a giant of a movie. The world is what going to watch that movie. We got to move it er- a month earlier or a month after. We just can't be in the same arena." But and because they were thinking of competing and they needed a megastar, which is why they went to Rock and they said, "We can compete with that." No, they weren't. They weren't. Uh, they they should have just focused on storytelling getting the right people behind it, build that world, and then also the marketing part of it, what's going to make sense for us for longevity. We can't keep saying we're going to drop all these projects worth a billion dollars that we've already spent. That's also stupid. you know. And, and so I think that's what it is. I mean, so you have a great example from, I mean, it happens to the best of them. So I mean, no, that, it's that's, an hour that's, level. 
yeah, that's that's yeah, no, exactly. That's my point exactly. The the point is it happens at every level. And so imagine if these, you know, juggernauts can't get it right. If we try to do that as well, what's gonna happen to us? You know what I mean? Like we're not gonna we're not gonna succeed at all because if we're too busy, you know, competing and comparing and doing this and doing that, what what are we doing? What are we doing? Focus on what you gotta do, focus on your story, make that story the best. Yeah. Uh we have a movie that has black in it let's release that <laughs> yeah right exactly oh. it's it's like you you see and this is and we were talking about this uh, off the air the other day sam they marvel I'm, and i'm sure the executives at marvel and at the at disney were like okay when can we release black panther cool november is a good idea because december 16th avatar is coming out we're probably not going to compete with avatar so let's bring it out you know in november which is you know a good time to bring it out and and, and let's rock with that date Let's not yeah. try to compete with with a juggernaut like like uh, like uh, Avatar. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, man. Uh, action all, but to compete with an established brand was a dumb effort <laughs> move. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean and, and James Cameron is smart enough that he lo he locks in his release dates years in advance. We're gonna release it on this date. We're gonna lock that in, so everyone in Hollywood knows. All right, yo. Don't mess with that date. Don't compete with that date because James Cameron owns that. And you're just going to it's like that speech that Jay-Z gave to all of the other rappers. Right. He walked into the studio. He goes, yo, you guys got a small window a couple of months before um, to get your stuff out there, because once 50 cents drops, it's a done deal. You're going to have to ride that storm because he's going to just dominate the whole circuit. He knew that. So he's like and he's warning the up and comers. Right. Same thing. They all know that. They see the dates. They have the calendars. They have the distribution, the marketing calendars. They all have it. They all talk to each other. Why would you be so arrogant to want to do it to yourself and lose more money? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like you got to know your role, man. You got to know your role. Yeah. You're not ready. You're not ready for that. Black Adam wasn't ready to compete with Black with Black uh, uh, with the Black Panther. Black Panther's not ready to compete with with uh, Avatar. You know what I'm saying? They just know their role. They they know what they know what they're doing. They know yeah. what they're doing. So you know, so Black Panther's gonna make its money. And right now, Avatar stated slated to uh, is tracking to make 525 million on their opening weekend. Like that's ridiculous, dog. That's that's a crazy number. It's tracking. They it hasn't even come out yet. It's Yo, Todd McFarlane has license for the toys, bro. Toddy's in the he's in the game. He's like, oh, yeah. got it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But they, they're tracking yeah, to make mad yeah. money. That is insane. Are you are you gonna watch it? I don't know if I'll go to the theater because you know, um, you know but we'll see. I you might want to because I want to see it on a big screen. Not, but... I think to me. I, if the, if I don't catch it in the movie theaters, I'm not watching that movie. I'm not. First of all, I'm not a big fan of the. I wasn't a big fan of the first one, yeah. uh, but it was it was amazing to see. It's just an, a, a spectacle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No black on blue either. Uh, no comic book movie will ever satisfy the fan base. My approach is to enjoy what we get. If you want the rest of the story, what you see on screen, then it is in the comics. Support your. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, I, I, George and I have that conversation. I always go in. I don't go in with any expectations <laughs> other than just to be entertained. Um, so I'm not a critic um, of the actual story. Like you're not going to see me ripping into the characters or anything like that. I'm not that kind of a fan. I just like to be entertained. Um, uh, but the process of, and I think what I get frustrated is, is that you, you have a disconnect between, and we talked about that, what DC does with animation versus what they do with live action film. There's a disconnect and they need to link those two together and, um, and they got to trust the creative team. You know, you just can't have, you don't want one person because you know what, if it all falls, he's going to have to die on that sword, you know? So he, there's a lot, if you're going to take on the role of writer, you know, co-chairman, writer, producer, director, all that stuff. Well, you're going to have to take what comes along with it because right now the fans are, are like on a boiling point and they, and they, they expect more. So it's going to be you. That's all that's going to be on you. So if you got the shield to deal with it, deal with it. The crazy thing about the black, Panther versus Black Adam. When I, I I went to see both, when I walked out of Black Adam, I I I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I mean, there were there were obvious flaws in in in, in the movie or whatever, but I did enjoy it. I, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed um Black Panther. And it's only because I went in there with, like you're saying, low expectations for Black Panther. I had no expectations, and that's how I, honestly that's how I live my life. Like no expectations, expect nothing, get everything right. But I went in there with no expectations for Black Adam. I was like, ah, this thing's gonna suck anyway. Guys, you go watch it. Came out, it was great. I walked into Black Panther like, yo, this thing is gonna be so good. I walked out, I was like, hey, it was okay. It was all right, you know what I mean? But like, and, and, and which is, I say that because 
Black Adam, to me, should have made more money, probably. But, again, when you're competing with somebody like Marvel and, and, and you're looking around to see who you can compete against, sometimes you're going to lose. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're going to lose. If that's, if that's your MO. If your MO is to compete, get ready to lose, too. Because yeah. you're not always going to come out on top. So, yeah. you know, I, again, the, the message here is focus on what you're doing. You know what I mean? Work on your craft. Do your yeah. thing. And then let the chips yeah, fall. Yeah, one of blaming it on uh, The Rock saying that uh, he overinflated the numbers to the public, um, yeah. making them believe. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's, there's always going to be a fall guy. They're going to blame the guy that they they put all their chips on, but it was they didn't, they're not connecting the dots that it was their, their, their marketing team that screwed up with the dates. But but see and, and and I think that everybody's got a little bit to blame on that. I think the rocks got to blame on that. Just stop, stay out of it, bro. If they're telling you, if they're saying, oh, the movie's not gonna be profitable, let them talk. Who cares? I'm the rock, bro. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, but he's like he's on he on some. Oh well, no, my finance financier said that it was gonna make money, and now you leave yourself open for them to blame you, saying, yeah. oh no no, he's inflating the numbers. It, it really wasn't us. So I think to me, the rock should have just been like, I'm, I'm I'm out of it. You know what I mean? Like. If we make money, we make money. It is what it is. I'll take I'll take a loss on this one. But The Rock is one of those guys that doesn't want to take a loss either. You know, his, that that's a big ego too. And I like The Rock, but the, the, the dude's got a huge ego, bro. He's got a huge ego. So yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, they were saying that he's probably gonna play Captain Britain. Who is Henry Cavill? Oh, uh, okay, okay. You know, but um, yeah, I was looking, I was looking it up when I saw that post. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think look. <clears throat> At the end of the day, everyone makes mistakes and poor judgment. And I think what happens is if you take the politics out of business and you let the creatives do what they do, you know, your job is to steer the ship, but you need your crew, right? You need the cooks to feed the crew. You need the, the engineers in the engine room to make sure the engine's going. You know, you need the guys on deck to, to guide. You need everybody to do their job. Let them do their job. You know, and I think um, that's where they fail is to let the creative process happen. And that's the, I mean, they had the prototype with Steve Jobs when he bought Pixar. He told them, what do you need from me? They said money. He's like, all right. He go, and they go. They asked him, what do you need from us? He says, do what you do best. Right. And he fed them the money and he kept feeding the money. And then he sold it for a billion dollars to Disney. Right. And he bought it for three million dollars. Right. So he bought Pixar for three million dollars. So it's like, but he understood. Look. I'm I'm the visionary. These are the creators. I'm gonna let them do that they do best, and then I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna make it so damn marketable that people are gonna want it, and then I'll sell it and, and cash in. That's what you need to do when you're in that role. Your job is to just give the team what they need, because the team will make or break you, and um, <laughs> and take all the credit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yes. man. Well, nah, listen. I mean. I, I think that I think that if 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 DC would just stay out of its own way and, and 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 I hope and I hope that James Gunn stays out of his own way because he is he is a good you know he's a good filmmaker he understands the the understands the uh, I guess the industry to a certain extent he's done great things with you know obviously with uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy and he's done great things with the Suicide Squad and all that other stuff so he knows you know he knows how to how to reach the audience he knows how to connect with them. I think to me, it's just a matter of just, you know, letting people do what they do, you know, set the pieces in place. Here's the roadmap. Let's follow it. Let's get to the end and let's make, let, let's make this happen. Let's make, you know, DC amazing. And, um, and hopefully they can do that, but it doesn't look good right now. It doesn't look good right now. And I think to me it's because you're, you're constantly trying to compete with that, with that, with that other, uh, you know, yeah. another combo company and, 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 and they're, the at, at this point, is down. They're stop looking at your neighbors, bro. Yeah. They're still fair. They're failing at this point. So, yes. but yeah, Sammy, that's uh that was that. That's, that was a good show today. Thank you so much for everyone who, who joined us and who yeah, has man. been in the chat, you know, chatting it up. I wasn't able to read all, all the comments cause they were just flashing. I couldn't, they're coming in fast. fast yeah, and furious. So furious. We appreciate yes. you. We appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, we do appreciate everybody. If you like this episode, don't forget, give us a thumbs up, you know, um, help those algorithms help us when we grow, the indie community grows, and that's why we do the show. Um, and uh, thank you for getting up this morning and with your cup of coffee and joining us, whether it's Bilon, whether it's Bustelo, or whether it's Senka. I don't care. Or it's a Starbucks for all of you uh, um, newbies. So, uh, you know, this, uh, and if you haven't seen the episode last night, we did have the president of CrowdFunder 
on the show. Check out that episode. Really enlightening episode. I think it's a game changer for the indie community. Uh, so check that out. It's pretty dope. And if you want to learn more about it, uh, Comics Wellspring is having a uh, panel with them on the 5th of January. Um, um, so check that out with, with uh, David Barish um, and on the 5th of January. So check that out. Um, again, great morning. And don't forget to sign up for Disney in my toilet. Um, right now on Kickstarter, launches January 3rd. Join us for the live launch. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you? That's it. That's it. Check out getyourmeds.com and uh, and make sure that you check us out. Uh, are we on next week? I don't think. Yes. What's next week? Uh, next week is Christmas. Uh, Christmas week. That, uh, no, the weekend is Christmas. Yeah, yes, yeah. Well, no, but I mean, but hey, listen, some people celebrate, you know, the week, the week. Oh, week. Like they like to enjoy the, their family time. I don't like so, that. Yeah. So, but we'll be back, I think, Tuesday, like, Tuesday night. We'll be back Tuesday night. Yes. Uh, so we'll see you on Tuesday night, everybody. Thank you so much for stopping by. Yes, with that said, I'm Sam the Crazy Man, Ver. George the Dreamer Medina. Peace. Out.